0: Lord, we just lift up that family that lost their baby. Father, we ask you to be comfort and a peace to them that passes understanding. Lord, we just pray for their salvation. that you be a refuge in this time of the storm. Lord, that other needs have been brought forth tonight. Those that, Lord, have heaviness on their hearts, we just ask you to touch them. We pray for this little one now that had surgery on her leg today. That four-wheel accident. We just thank you that, Lord, you're covering her. Thank you that you're protecting her. She will not die but live. We just thank you for giving the family peace to this storm. And we just thank you that all things are possible in your name and that she is touched. And we bless her, Father, in Jesus' name. Lila, in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for Anne. Back surgery last week. We ask you, Father, to touch her, to come against that nausea, and that everything's done perfectly through this surgery, that she is healed and blessed and touched by you, Father. We just thank for healing and blessing. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Turn to somebody, shake their hand, hug their neck, tell them, I'm glad you're here tonight. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your power. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you. God. Well, we bless you tonight. So glad you're here. Hallelujah. The peace of the Lord be with you. Hallelujah. Anybody visiting us for the first time, would you raise your hand? Anybody at all? God bless y'all. Good having you. Good having you, sir. Hallelujah. Good good to have you. Glad y'all are back from New York for a little while. Lord bless you. Glad each and every one of you here tonight make some announcements right quick. As y'all know, uh, this Friday at 645, we'll be at the Aces game. It's the men's night out, it's called, I guess. So, uh, make sure you're there. It's all free, and we're gonna. Instead of having a men's meeting here, we're gonna be over there. Uh, ladies' Bible study Friday, August 7th at 6:30. You can see Sister K about that. Also, the uh, couples and young at heart uh, are going to be meeting at Ryan's Friday, August 14th. You can see it on the calendar. Make sure you get the this month's calendar. And then uh, this Sunday we'll be receiving our new members, and that's always fun. And this Sunday morning at 9:15 will be a foundations class, and it'll be the second. A lesson on repentance. So I want to encourage you about that. Look with me please in Isaiah chapter 43. I want to be reading here in the Amplified Bible. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 10. Hallelujah. Are you blessed and happy? Aren't you glad you're alive? Glory to God. Well, God's got a job for you. It says in Isaiah 43, this is the Amplified version. It says, you are my witnesses. Says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know me. Yes, Lord, we want to know you. Believe me, and remain steadfast to me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Verse 11 says, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and I have saved And I've shown that I am God where there's no strange alien God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Verse 13 says, from the time of the first existence of day, and from this day forth, I am He. And there's no one who can deliver out of my hand. Now listen, this is good right here. I will work. And who can hinder or reverse it? Hallelujah. just receive that in your life that what God started in you, Nothing or nobody can reverse it. The enemy cannot even reverse it. Thank God it's irreversible because it's the blessing of God upon your life. And it says in verse 18, do not remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing new thing. Look at your neighbor and say, God's doing a new thing for you. It springs forth, you may not perceive it and know it, but we you and you will not give heed to it. But I even am going to make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And verse 21 says, the people I formed for myself, that they may set forth my praise, and they shall do it. Aren't you glad that one of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is that people are going to examine the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and say, look at the work of God's hands. I knew how that person was in the past, and now only God can do something in his life now. I knew about their marriage, I knew about their children, I knew about their economic situation, I knew the things that they were going through. But but I'm going to set them up as an expose. I'm going to show that I've we're done a work and I'm continue to do a work in my of uh, their the work of my hands and that no one is going to reverse it. So so aren't you glad you're not going backwards? You're going forwards in the name of Jesus, of every area of your life. Your family's going forwards. Your health is going forward. Your peace of mind is going forward. And what God said He's going to do, no one can reverse it. So receive that in your hearts in Jesus' name. With us just come forward, we'll get ready to receive this afternoon's offerings and tithe. And Father, we just thank You that, Lord, You said we are Your witnesses, Your handiwork, the work of Your hands. You purchased us and bought us with a precious price, Your only begotten Son. We thank for that blood that covers us tonight, washes us and cleanses us. We thank for the revelation of your word that it shall not return to you void. And, Lord, we praise you that it's working on our behalf. And even behind the scenes that there are miracles happening for those that are believing tonight, and those in the hospital, and those are at home. We thank you, Father. There's not one sick or feeble among us. And we thank you that you receive the glory because, Lord, it's for your glory and for your namesake. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you tonight.
1: I don't understand your ways, but I will give you my soul. I will give you all my praise You hold on to all my pain And with it you are pulling me closer Pulling me into your way Now around every up every mountain No, I'm not looking for a crown Nor the water from fountains I'm desperate and seeking For granted believing That the sight of your face Is all that i need It's gonna be It's going to be worth it It's going to be worth it all Yeah It's going to be worth it It's going to be worth it It's going to be worth it all And I don't understand your ways But I will give my soul. And I will give you all my praise. You hold on to all my pain. And with it you are pulling me closer, pulling Looking for ground, nor the water from fountains. I'm desperately seeking, frantic believing that the sight of your face is all that I'm needing It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it all. Yeah. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it all. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it all.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Look at Sherry sure say it's going to be worth it. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise God. Well, God is good. Just want to praise God for what he's doing. And uh, Jake Clayton, I believe Sister Jeannie got here. And we just praise God. He's going to a regular room. And Father, we just praise you for completing doing the work in his mind and his brain. And we thank you that he is healed and, Lord, saved and serving you. Thank you for touching that entire family. And we just praise you for the work you started. You will finish it in Jesus' name. We thank God for the report. Sister Ann went had some moles checked, and they're not cancerous. So thank God, just taken off and thrown away. And uh, that's the way it's supposed to be. And aren't you glad you don't have any problems? You got faith in Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's all going to be worth it. And his word does not return void. And, you know... um, I just got on Facebook a few weeks ago, to a few days ago, to uh, get in touch with a few people. And uh, there was this young lady from Buenos Aires, Argentina, the uh, mother of three children, that kept trying to get in touch with me. And, you know, I, I kept turning it down because I didn't know who she was. And finally she sent something to let me know that she was a little orphan in one of the orphanages that my wife and I used to bring food and toys to uh, as a little girl in, in where we used to live. And now she's a mother with three kids and serving the Lord in their church and has a ministry and, and uh, you know, you, you don't always know everything that God ends up doing. And one day when we get to heaven, we'll find out all these things we never knew about that she said, I remember you and Sister Cindy coming and playing with us and all that stuff. And, and you know, um, we did a lot of orphans back over there in Argentina and it's just awesome to know that, you know, at least we heard from one. But we know there's a bunch of others doing things for the glory of God and, So everything you do, it's all for the glory of God. It's not in vain. Amen. So we bless you tonight. I want to share a few things with you. Isaiah chapter 41. I really appreciate you being here tonight. I really want to share some practical things. Uh, I'm not going to be able to get into what I had planned a few weeks ago. Uh, I just keep being led in different directions. And I I want to share something with you. Very, very important with the Lord, our Father's heart, uh, my heart, and about this church And Isaiah 41, verse 5, I shared this with you last week, and and it says, Let the righteous strike me, and it shall be kindness. And let him rebuke me, and it shall be an excellent oil. Let my head not refuse it, and and, and for still my prayer is against the deeds of the wicked. And I was sharing with you about the importance of having a teachable spirit. And verses 3 and 4 in the Living Bible says, Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. How many pray that prayer? How many need to pray that prayer? How many keep praying that prayer? How many pray that prayer over your mother-in-law? Okay. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips, and don't let me drift toward evil or take part of act of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. And the Word of God is to keep us on the right path to keep our heart. And I was sharing with you last week about the importance of having a right spirit and a right heart because he wants us to have accountability so that we can speak into the lives of others. And uh, just a few more scriptures. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. For you have heard of me teach things that have been confirmed by reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. How many you know that that's what God's heart, that's what I know that's what he's speaking. And he's opening up a whole field of People and lives, and I'm I'm, going to give you some equipment tonight To talk to and minister to and touch And he says, you've been being taught So that you can talk and and teach and minister to others And it says in verse 9 It says um, And because I preach the good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal But the word of God cannot be chained How many of you know, you can't mess up preaching the word of God And uh, I'm going to read verses 15 and on in the message. Listen to what it says. In a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans, compost buckets, some containers to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. Now listen to this. Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to His host For their blessing. Say, I'm a container. Of the glory. Of the love. And of the peace of God. Of the word of God. It says, become. That's what you're doing on these discipleship nights. Become the kind of container that God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guest. And it goes on to say in the uh, latter part of it, it says, A gentle listener and a teacher will keep cool working Firmly with patient with those who refuse to obey. You never know how or when God might sober them up with a change of heart, turning them to the truth. Every one of you is believing for somebody right now. Shout amen about that. Did you ever turn against? Did you ever have to minister to somebody who's stubborn? Did you ever share something and they don't want to receive it? Well, some people say, well, you know what? I'm just going to quit. Paul's telling Timothy, don't you quit because you never know That God might sober them up with a change of heart And turning of the truth Enable them to escape the devil's trap Where they are caught and held captive And forced to run his errands So don't you give up quickly on anyone Don't say what's going to happen to them Don't ever say what's going to happen to them uh, Negatively Just say in the name of Jesus They're going to have a change of heart and they're going to give their lives over to Christ. I don't care how low or far down they are. God is going to get a testimony through their life in Jesus' name. Do you agree with that church? Amen. So you've got to get ready to be that container to help do that. We'll look with me in Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. God is good. And He's out to touch and He loves people. He wants us to love people and care for them. And and, uh, I'm going to give you some tools tonight. Acts chapter 17, verse 10. I'm going to read this in the Living Bible. The very night the believers sent Paul and Silas to Berea, where they arrived there, they went to the Jewish synagogue, and the people of Berea were more open-minded than those of Thessalonica. Aren't you thankful you're open-minded? Aren't you thankful more and more people are becoming open-minded to the gospel of Jesus Christ? And it says, and they listened eagerly. We claim that in Jesus' name. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message and they searched the scriptures day after day to see if what Paul and Silas were teaching were truth. And for the result was many believed. How many of you know we are responsible, and I believe tonight... It'll be even more so in your heart and in, in, in your mind's the importance of studying and meditating and, and getting the Word of God on the inside of you and becoming that vessel with the Word of God inside of you that when the in season and out of season, whenever you meet with someone, the Word of God is able to come out and minister to them. And that's why you're here tonight. But it says they, they searched the scriptures daily. How many of you know we ought to be reading the Bible every day? I hope, I believe that you are searching the scriptures every day. What I'm giving you tonight, I pray you go home, you get out your study books, and you examine it, and you study it. Now look with me in Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. I hope you brought pen and paper tonight, because I've really got some tools for you. I'm just laying a foundation. Colossians chapter 1, verse 28. Well, I don't know what to say. Well, here it is, first. It says in Colossians 1:28, Him we preach. Everybody shout out Jesus. Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Jesus. Well, I tell you, you could preach on Jesus forever. Hallelujah. Oh, he, Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ to this. end, I also labor, labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily So you see Paul had a vision there He wanted to make sure that he was going to be able to Share the word of God and be able to present them to the Lord And then uh, one more scripture here 2nd Timothy chapter 3 2nd Timothy chapter 3 Verse 16 I just read that to you You're taking notes aren't you Better than the moats than mine, hallelujah. But it talks there about being that type of container that God can use so that we can share the truth with people in need. Now, I want to sh- share some things with you, and I hope you take notes. And, and listen, th- this is not going to be fabulous, but it is going to be fabulous. I'm going to share some direct, easy ways of how you can be a container and what you can speak about how you can catch people's attention, and how you can minister to others. Because I've been hearing some people say, what are we going to do with all of the people coming in? Well, remember I shared with you last week the good Samaritan took care of the one he found wounded on the side of the road. And so a lot of people say, what can I tell somebody who's visiting us? What can, how, how can I start up a conversation? So I'm going to give you some tools tonight, because listen, we are going to be a body of ministers. Come on, get more enthusiastic than that. Come on, get more enthusiastic than that. Every one of us, if you don't have notes tonight, you can get on the internet for free, but every one of us, after tonight, is going to know how to start up conversations, how to minister, and the most important keys in a person's life, and how to find some area in their life that is a sensitive area, so that we can minister to them in that area. Because listen, they're not going to get everything from just what comes behind the pulpit. But on a one-on-one basis, you sharing the Word of God, you loving them, and, and you ministering to them, and you being that container for God to minister to, and, and I want to tell you older ones something else. We're not coming to church just to get our needs met as top importance anymore. We're coming to church to meet the needs of others. We, we, we don't come here to share our problems. We are, ought to be more mature now to be able to come and hear the problems of others and be able to give them answers. We're not new believers seeking answers. We're mature believers who have the meat of the word to give the ones with need the meat of the word and the milk of the word whereby they grow. So I want to give you some points. And and this is so easy because people come here and they've got different questions on their mind. Who should I marry? What about my relationships with my parents? What about problems with my roommates or girlfriends or boyfriends? Uh, I'm having problems with teachers. I'm having problems uh, in my relationship with the Lord. Uh, you can write these different things down as I give it to you. Relationships. How many of you know? Most people come in here, no matter how long they've been saved. Somebody's got a little situation in the area of relationships that they. You just start talking to them about how's things going in your marriage, how's things going with your children, how's your health. How's your finances? How's your job? How's things going for you? You know, if you don't know what to say, I'm going to give you things to say so that after tonight, you're going to find something that's going to cause them to open door and let you reach out and touch to them. But let me give you something here. If we're going to be those containers, write this down. Number one, we have to be good listeners. Write that down. If you read any book on leadership, if you read uh, a lot of Christian leadership books, uh, John Maxwell, any others, they're going to tell you the importance of being a good listener. And if you say, oh, I just can't stand listening to all that, then write this down. Pray for grace to be a good listener because you are going to spend time listening with a child of God. Somebody who's hurting, somebody in need. But, you know, people want to know that you are listening. Because, you know, people come in this church with carrying a heavy burden. A lot of people come carrying a heavy burden. A lot of people come saying, I don't know what I'm going to do about my life. I don't know what I'm going to do about my child's life. they got heavy burdens. And they're looking for somebody to listen. And, you know, especially on Sunday morning when we're almost 500 people. You know, uh, I can't listen to everybody. A lot of the staff can't listen to everybody. But if everybody takes some time out, listen... If if, if you don't rush off to eat after church, you won't starve. And I want to tell you something. I'm going to tell you right now. If you want to get prayers answered quickly, sow into other people's life with your time, and God's going to say, oh, they love my children. I love them, and I'm going to crown them with favor. Because God cannot stand selfishness, but He loves compassion. And one of the things we've got to learn is, Lord, help me to be a good listener. To listen to their problems and the situations. And we may not know how to solve them, but but, but if we could just listen to them. Because a lot of people, listen, you'll say, what am I going to tell them? A lot of people get answers by just being able to speak to someone who's willing to listen. Just listen. And by them talking, they go, wow, I feel so much better. And so I want to encourage you. I baptize thee listener tonight. Okay? To to, to listen and and get on the people's level and hear what they're sharing with you. And, uh, you know, when somebody comes and they start sharing your heart with you, listen, it takes a, I can't get over sometimes when people speak to me. It takes a lot of courage to open up and say, you know, I'm hurting. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God. I'm giving church one more time. You know, if they're willing to be that courageous to share their heart, we've got to be enough sensitive and compassionate to listen to what they're putting themselves in a vulnerable position to share their heart about. And I believe as a church, that's what our call is. And we need to listen and we need to hear what their, what their heart is saying. And number two, help them. By creating an atmosphere that is calm and easy for them to talk to. In other words, just be yourself. When they come by, they go, can I have your counsel? Can I speak to you about something? Don't put on a prophet's mantle and go, oh, thus saith the Lord. Oh, yes, I, the Lord, would say to thee right now, don't be who you are. Just be who you are. Let God reach out and touch them. Just be down-to-earth, and you know what? They'll trust a down-to-earth person instead of somebody who changes before their eyes. Just be who you are. Don't apologize for who you are, because you're special. Everybody in this place is special. No matter how much education, what type of job, where they come from, everybody in this place is special. Everybody in this place can end up ministering to somebody, and God just wants you to be who you are. You don't need to be a copy of Russell Cobb. You don't need to be a copy of Cindy. You don't need to be a copy of anybody. You be who you are. You let God love his people through who you are. So number two, just make a comfortable atmosphere for them to speak in. Number three, this is so important. As somebody is sharing with you, because people are saying, what are we going to do with all these people coming in? I'm telling you what we're going to do. You want to know what we're going to do? Number one, we're going to listen. Number two, we're going to create a comfortable, easy atmosphere for them to share. Number three, when you're listening to someone, when you're paying attention to what they have to say, let's make them feel that their situation is important to them, so it's important to us. You know, we've got to make them feel like, you know, what you're telling me is important. Um, it, it's one of the most important problems in the world, and you're talking about what's concerning you and what's important to you, so we want to listen, and we want to be there for you, and we want to comfort you. So treat all problems as if they're the most important problems in the world. Number four, this is important. Number four, we cannot ever betray confidence. Don't run telling somebody what somebody else told you or, 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 or letting it out. I mean, that's a... That, that's a a secret, and that's between you and that person, and God, and don't betray confidence, because that, that has hurt so many people when somebody has opened their heart, and, and not only do they not always treat their what they're going through as important, but then to go and tell others, and then word gets back, and they go, well, you know what, I just don't trust anybody, because you know what, how many you know there's a lot of damaged goods in this world? There's a lot of damaged goods in church, so we've got to make sure that we don't betray confidence. And number five, here's the fifth point I want to give you in this area. Just, you know, what what can I do, Pastor? Well, here's a, here's a fifth point. Just make yourself available. Make yourself available. Hug the children. Say hello to the teenagers. They're going through a hard time. If you knew some of the things that some of them are going through and. Or fighting. You know, just be available. You see a couple that seems to be discouraged. And I'm not talking about being nosy when you see a husband at church and the wife's not. I'm not talking about being nosy. I'm talking about just hugging them and telling them, man, I love you. It's good to see you. Your wife's missed three weeks. Where she's at? Y'all having problems? No, no, no. If he wants to tell you, or she wants to tell you, he or she will tell you. But don't go digging up bones. Digging up bones, I'm digging up. Don't go digging up bones. If they want to share it with you, they will share it with you. Now, I mean, you say, wow, that, that, you know, this message, I was waiting for something extraordinary. This, you know, it's supposed to be anointed. You know what? It's the simplicity that's going to win this world. And we've got to make sure that we don't let these things slip. And so uh, I've got something here, and it's good to see a guardsman here. You're in National Guard, and I know Sister Ann's in the National Guard, and we've got a few others. Anyway, I've got their special little covenant paper here. And, and listen what they can teach us about being part of the church. I will use my position, skill, and expertise to ensure you receive the high quality of attention you deserve. That's one of their mottos. That's one of their mottos. I'll repeat it. I will use my position, skill, and expertise to ensure you receive the high quality attention you deserve. Now listen to this. I will understand that you are considering a significant life decision and will give you my undivided attention to ensure your issues and concerns are addressed. Wow. We can learn from the National Guard, can't we? Listen to this. I will be available to you at any time, and you should always feel welcome to contact me day or night, weekday or weekend. Now, there's a point I want to get about this area right here. You do have to pray for discernment. Because some people will keep you up day and night with the same issues over and over, and they will become codependent and drain you dry, and you will end up getting on the stuff they're on. So you've got to learn grace, and you've got to learn wisdom, but we want to be available And show that we're available for them. Listen to this one. I will treat you with respect and professionalism that you deserve. At one time, I was in your shoes with the same questions you currently have. Well, this is good stuff. Listen to this. I will ensure that you have a smooth transition from citizen to to a citizen soldier. How many are soldiers of the Lord? Amen. Now listen to their creeds. And I love to have this on the wall in the hall with our other stuff. Here's the creeds of the the, uh, National Guard. Loyalty. Bear true faith and allegiance to the Constitution of the United States, the Army, your unit, and fellow soldiers. Loyalty. Say that with me. Loyalty. Listen to the second one. Duty. Say duty. duty. Fulfill your obligations. Boy, if we just follow that in church, man... I tell you, we're just going to have to end up tearing these walls down and expand. Because, man, this is some awesome stuff. Just fulfill your duties. Number three, respect. Say respect. Respect. Treat others as they should be treated. Number four, selfless service. Say selfless service. Put the welfare of the nation, the army, and you can put the welfare of the church and your brothers and sisters before your own. The next one, honor. Say honor. honor. Honor their lives. And then the next one, integrity. Say integrity. integrity. Integrity of what's right, what's legal, and what's moral. And then the last one, personal courage. Say personal courage. Yes, to face fear, danger, adversity, both physical and moral. Boy, that'll preach, won't it? Yeah. You go tell your unit we're preaching their y'all stuff here, huh? Huh? Your MP? Okay, praise God. We're preaching good stuff here tonight, MP. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's some good stuff. But boy, isn't that... How many would like to have a church like that? Well, we have one. And we're building it. Amen. Amen. Now, let me give you some more stuff. What to look for. Now, when you reach out to somebody, what do you do? Pastor, I've never been trained. Well, this is discipleship tonight. And guess what? I'm training you. And listen, you know what? I might end up putting this stuff in the bulletin. That way you have it in your notes. Because this is so important. Number one, what do I do to start it all off? Write this down. So many people say, you know, I don't know how to, what what do I do when I talk to people? I don't ever talk to people. I'm shy. What do I do? Tell me, I need it written down what to do. Okay, write it down and I'll tell you what to do. (laughs) Number one, what do you do? Number one, you pray with them. Because anything is changed in an atmosphere with God. Two or three gathered in my name. I'm in the midst. You want to know what to do? First of all, number one, okay, they start sharing their heart with you. Say, well look, let's let's stop and let's pray. And then let's continue talking. I want to hear what you I want to hear your heart. So number one, you pray with that person. You invite God into the atmosphere and the Lord's presence, because you know you're going to end up needing to pray anyway. And how many of you know, you're going to need God's help to talk to them, and they're going to need God's help to come out of whatever they're in. So number one, start it off with prayer. Number two, number two, these are just some important points that I believe will bless you. Take time to hear their complete story. Hear the complete story. Get the facts right. Ask questions if you're not so sure what they said, so, so that you can, uh, you, you can help them in that area. And one thing I want to share with you, church, God is graceful and God is merciful. And about making an atmosphere, invite God into your presence, but make an atmosphere for them to feel free to share their heart. Let me tell you something uh, to to, to help you here. If they cuss, let them cuss. Don't get offended if they sound like a sailor or a marine or a national guardsman. Not an MP. (laughs) Because you know what? Some of them, uh, uh, all of a sudden, go, oh, a pastor, I'm so sorry. He said, brother, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Got to take care of that. They're sharing their heart, and they can't control what's coming out. And we have been so judgmental for so long that the people's going back into the world because the church won't accept them as they are and won't listen to them. You know what? I'm at Peter cursed Jesus kept him around. I'm not giving you the right to curse, you understand that. But I'm just saying, if somebody starts saying something, you go, Man, I can't talk to you. No, we don't want to be like that. Make an atmosphere for them to hear their story, and it's probably difficult enough. You know, it's hard to share your heart with somebody. And so sometimes they don't know how to express it, and some wrong things may come out. Love them anyway. Amen? And listen, this is going for internet, but I don't care who hears it. This is my heart. I'm sharing my heart with my church. That I don't want to be a judgmental church. I want to be a merciful church. And the church is going to grow. And you're going to have a parking lot ministry. A foyer ministry. A a seat ministry. A bathroom ministry. You know how many people get ministered in the bathroom? Those stalls turn into Catholic confessionals. Forgive me. (laughs) Forgive me for I have sinned. (laughs) Hand me some paper and you're forgiven. (laughs) So anyway. Anyway encourage them to express themselves freely as I do and ask them questions if the story's not clear and this is another thing there's nothing wrong with trying to help somebody that you're lovingly listening to and helping keep them on track you know if they start getting into the same story the fourth time say my brother you've shared that with me let's go to the point where did it hurt you and you know just help them get on the track so you can just get to that point where you want to minister to them and you want to touch them and you want to help them. So uh, stay, So uh, just help them expr- express themselves. And number three, stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit's guidance. You, s- you, you start feeling, you know, you st- if the Bible says our senses grow. You start feeling drawn to somebody. You see somebody and they look like they're down, they had a bad day, they lost their best friend. Before you just walk up and talk to them or as you're going to them, Pray, Holy Spirit, I depend upon you and I need you. I don't know what this person is going to tell me when I start questioning them and seeing how they're doing. But I expect you, Holy Spirit, that as I open my mouth, you will fill it. And you, will give me, you open my ears to hear that I may give a word to he who is weary in his season. And I tell you, you all will be ministers of the gospel to heal and to bless people in their needs. Amen. Just ask the Lord quietly to give you guidance, to remind you of some scriptures. You know what? It's impossible to give counsel if you don't ever stay in the counsel book, which is the Word of God. Number four, it's okay to use common sense. You've got a life. You've got some experiences. Share some common sense and use the gifts God gave you. And, and uh, you know, if you're hearing some things, just, just use some common sense. Well, well sister, if he's hit, if he's hit you you don't need to marry him that's only common sense you don't need to thus say the lord to tell him to run and don't come back okay so anyway use common sense number five be sensitive to know when to bring the session to a close be sensitive when to say uh you always close with them. you could pray, pray with them okay I, i've heard your heart thank you for sharing thank you for the confidence for sharing that with me uh can I pray with you? Let's pray over this situation. And so just make sure it's the time. And then close it in prayer and pray for that person. And ask God to help them, give them uh, guidance and counsel in that area. And uh, the Bible says in Proverbs eleven fourteen 14, that uh, wisdom is in the multitude of counselors. So how many you know, Word of Grace wants to be a multitude of counselors? Amen. So listen, and, and I want to tell you something else. Not everybody here has to be theologians. You don't have to feel like, you know, I just don't feel like I know enough of the word. Listen, use what you have, even if it's just a little bit. A lot is much if God's in it. No, the worst thing is not how much you think you don't know. It's by being, remaining silent when, with the little bit you do know. And so you don't have to, you know, um, be a theologian, just simply want to know how, they, how to live, how to forgive, how to get along with their husbands or wives, how to pay their bills, how to get out of debt, how, how to get free from hidden habits, how to get their minds blessed from mental bondages, how to walk in the Spirit. And the Word of God is full of all these answers to these challenges that people are going through. And so you can just help them in these areas. And I want to uh, give you quickly the basic needs that almost anybody's going to have. You say, how do I mentor somebody? Where's the starting point? If I'm going to go up to somebody, I'm going to talk to them. Where do I start? Let me give you some here, okay? To sum it up, challenges that most people have in the church. Let me tell you, the first one, uh, basic need of most people is going to be their marriage. That's going to be one of the needs a lot of people going to have is their marriage. And so you can start off, you know, well, you know, how can I help you? You know, the Word of God says how to deal with challenges, how a wife should be, how a husband should be. They want to know how to make their marriages work and how to deal with conflicts, emotions, scars of their soul. And, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, a lot of people did not have a, a father or a mother to identify with on how to be a good husband or a good wife in home. So they're just learning on the job. And how many know it is hard to learn how to be a wife and a mother when you're barely making it, when you're going through hardships, when you're having misunderstandings? And so right there, that's an area that when you, you, you somebody starts opening up and you say, you know, can I pray for your marriage? Is, is your marriage okay? And if they want to open up with you, that's usually a place that's very important to them. And another one is how many know most parents, a lot of parents have challenges with their children how's your children are your children okay are your ser- children serving the lord and then you know you may share some things what god has showed you in the area of discipline training respect honor submission uh, you may want to share some of the things that god has showed you that has worked with a daughter or a son or what has worked listen some of you are chosen you have stepsons and stepdaughters and you're able to share with others who have stepsons and stepdaughters uh, who don't know what to do and how to bring two families as one. Well, you've got that experience. You can share, look, this is what I did. And, and I, I didn't force them to, to call me dad. But uh, I, I told them that whenever they feel free and they feel like they want to, they can't call me dad because I want to be a dad to them just like their dad is. I don't want to take his place. I just want to be another dad. Or whatever counsel you can give in that type of area can help a multitude of people. Another area, relationships, conflicts, hurts, people with their parents, their siblings, co-workers, friends. How many people are struggling with hurts in different areas of relationship? And and, and these are areas where you may want to, when you're reading the Bible, you come across one of these areas that I'm giving you, and you come across a scripture. You may want to write it down in the back of your Bible where they got that extra paper, Or you may want to put it in some paper in your Bible and put counsel for marriage, prayers for marriage for married couples prayers for lost children and hurting parents prayers for those who are going through conflicts you may want to talk to sister terry about what type of bible we got tracks in the prayer room there's material available you want to you may want to look up stuff on the internet there's everything on the internet to download about how to resolve conflicts in, in, in in-laws and how to resolve conflicts with uh people you work with td jakes has a whole uh, CD tape series on how to get along with co-workers and there's so much material out there and not only for yourself but also to help others because I tell you this is how we're going to build a strong church how, how many of you bear witness what I'm saying I know I, you know you, you know where's the word and all this the word is all over this we want to give people the word but you know what I want church I want us to be good stewards to where we're not making excuses Well, I just didn't know what to tell them. I didn't know how to approach them. I didn't know I was supposed to approach them. A lot of people say, I don't know I have permission to approach them. Yes. Reach out to them. Especially a lady with a lady and a man with a man. And once again, I'm trying to explain that right to where, you know, uh, that you're not crossing over and talking and getting close with the opposite sex that could open up other doors. Be careful in those areas. But there are hurting people. There are people who come in here because they're looking for friendship and they're looking for somebody to encourage them. And they get something out, the message, praise God, and they get something out, the worship. But can you imagine they leave church and they've got something from the saints? Wow, that is one of the most friendliest churches I've ever been to. They go around they go, you know what, I've been to that church. And you know what, they don't look down on you because you dress like this or you don't have this or you don't have that. I love that church. The people accepted me just like I was. And they, act, and they were interested in me. I'm going back there. That's the type of church we want to be. Amen, church. Because they're hurting and they need help. Another area, health. A lot of people struggle areas of their health. I don't know what to talk about. Well, you talked about, you know, you want me to pray with you. How's your marriage? How's your children? How's the relationships? Now let me ask you, how's your health? Are you fighting something physically? Can I pray for you? Uh, can, can I ask God to help you in this area that you're struggling And uh, Is there something that, that, that you need? And just pray with them in that area and just talk to them about their health. The next one, decisions. A lot of people have decisions about taking a job, employment, buying a house, moving. There's all these big decisions. What do I do? Well, there's another area to pray with them about and listen and ask them if there's something that they need in that area about making decisions. And then, the, of course, here's the big one, finances. Now that we're being nosy, you may not even want to ask, but just be prepared to have maybe some pamphlets that I can help I can help you get some copies of stuff of how how to pray with them over their finances some scriptures for finances some scriptures for divine health scriptures against fear scriptures about peace i mean we are so 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 We are so blessed with all this information, but we want to make sure that we get it available so that we can present it to people and we can help them and be a blessing to them. But a lot of people, they're fighting especially now in the age we're living in. I forgot how many I heard just got laid off from Procter & Gamble and others that uh, may be getting laid off Friday and some maybe the rest of the month of August and others who got laid off here and different things. I mean... People are, are worried. A lot of people are worried. And they're, they're, they're going through struggle about their future and the, the, the state and our area we live in. And we've got to be prepared to have courage and to have wisdom and have boldness to better pray with them and say, Listen, I, 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 I want to pray with you. I'm going to leave God, that God's going to bless you, that no matter what's happening around us, our faith is not in what we see, but in whom we believe. And just a, s- a small testimony of how God provided for you will encourage them, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And that faith word can come out of you and be an encouragement to them. And I, and I just feel this is so important. Amen. And so I shared with you last week out of Ezekiel, chapter 34, verse 4. What are we called to do? Number one, strengthen the disease. He was angry with the church because they weren't strengthening the diseased, those who are hurt, those whose lives feel like they're falling, falling apart. So it says, strengthen diseased. Next it says, heal the sick. Say, I can do that. Yeah. Do you have the name of Jesus? Yeah. Mark 16, those that believe shall lay hands on the sick and they shall what? They shall recover. Hallelujah, amen. Heal the sick, bind up the brokenhearted. Bind up the brokenhearted. Let me share something else you can do. Search for the ones who have been driven away. Search for the ones who have been hurt and just given up on church, given up on Jesus, given up on any future. Look for them. If you see them at a grocery store or something, you don't have to get into a lot of information. Just go to them and say, listen, I haven't seen you for a while. and just want you to know I love you I just bless you in Jesus' name. Just see if the door opens with that. That may mean all the world to them. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but when, when we don't see you for a while, we send little cards. And I can't tell you the amount of people who meet me at the back door crying and they said you had the perfect scripture on that little card, just a little card, don't even open it up, it has a stamp on one side and a little message on on the other side. And we haven't seen people for a few weeks, we'll send this little card and they go your card blessed me, your card encouraged me. We've had people get healed by reading one of them little cards. And, and so, you know, that there's so much you can do to help and encourage people, but especially in the area of seeking the lost and, and reaching out to them to protect and, uh, and uh, minister to them. And I'll give you one more scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. I think I've already given this to you, but I'll give it to you again. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. A worker approved. Looking for something that's going to encourage or help someone. And let me read this to you in the living. It says, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. How many wants his approval? Be a good worker. No one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. And I'll read to you one more here in the uh, message as I read to you before. Be a container that God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guest for their blessings. And how many of you know you can't bless somebody without being blessed yourself? Right. Amen. So, hallelujah. Do you receive this? Yes. Uh, did this help you that if you run into some people and uh, you're wondering, you know, what can I do? How how can we be a blessing with all these new people coming in? Well, how many of you know that that's a, a big possibility uh, right there? I mean, that that's such a major role. Listen, uh, you, you feel God wants you to call somebody or speak to somebody you can call and... Uh, We give you a number or email if we have permission to do that from them If we don't, we'll explain that that they don't want to be bothered Some people don't, some people do But the important thing is that we try to do everything we can as a church Please just don't think, well, you know, that's what we pay the pastor and the staff for No, we're redeemed for that And we're all called for that And, And I gave you things tonight, you say, well, I don't know what to do Now you do and if you didn't get it, I'll get this copied out and make sure that you get a copy of it. If you didn't get to write it down or you could get it from the tape. But listen, this is so important. And, and, and it's not an opportunity that we take to brag about ourselves. We don't take an opportunity to brag about ourselves. It's about them at the moment. Listening to them. Hearing their cry, hearing their hurt. There are people hurting and crying. There are people with scars in their lives. And we want to be people to help heal and, and, and take care of them and be responsible for them. So, as a pastor, I just wanted to share that word with you tonight. And I want to ask you, please join in and help. Look around for people that you feel may be hurt, may be needy. If you haven't seen somebody in a while, tell them, man, it's good to see you. We love you in Jesus' name. We're glad you're here. We're honored to have you here. If I told you I've had to run down people in the parking lot And ask them, please come back in the church And they go, oh no, pastor I'm unworthy to be in that building I said, me and you both But I'm not worthy to go in that church Oh, come on It's not about being worthy It's about being accepted in Jesus And they're crying They go, and I can't go back in there I said, yes you can, you come in with me But you don't know what I did Don't know, don't care You don't know what I did You don't know what I'm going to do if you don't come back in this church. (laughs) But you ought to see their face change. I can go back in there. Yeah, you come back in. But I blew it. Well, come on. We've all blown it. We're good about giving you another opportunity. Amen. How many wants to be a church like that? I want to be a church like that. I want to pastor a church like that. I want to come on Sunday morning and not see who's crazy today and who's doing what and who's running, who's not, who's getting hit with the flag. (laughs) What's going on? I don't want to come looking for things. I want to come to worship Jesus, to be encouraged and give encouragement. I don't want to come and sit on the sidelines. I want to be part of the game. Amen. So would you stand please? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. and We thank you for this this meeting we had tonight, this intimate time that, Lord, is so important to your heart. That, Father, I pray that, Lord, we want to be real and we want you to be able to say, these are my children in whom I'm well pleased. They attend the sick and the diseased, the needy. Lord, even tonight, there's a van full of youth. That are from a special lodging place. A lot of problems. A lot of needs. But they're here in church and they're being accepted. Lord we thank you for those who are, come here from the halfway house. And the place for the ladies. And the prisons and the different areas. And Lord thank you that Father I just got the report. That they're sharing what they hear on the message. And they're so excited to come to a church where they're not asked to go hide in another room. And to listen by my speaker. We pray that they see Jesus in us. They feel Jesus in us. You came to seek and save them which were lost. Lord, we pray for the adulteress. We pray for the drug addict. We pray for the alcoholic. We pray for the orphan and the widow. We pray for those who have lost all hope that we may to give them hope. We pray against any form of prejudice or pride or spirit of religion. We pray that we can humble ourselves and empty ourselves as Christ, our example was, that you receive all the glory. Fill this place with an atmosphere of mercy and grace, knowing that it's the goodness that leads men to repentance. Lord, I thank you for everyone here tonight. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, no one looking around, you're praying, you're asking God for those next to you, maybe for